It's happy hour again from Uptown New Orleans at the lovely Columns Hotel in St. Charles Avenue. Hello, I'm Grant Morris. In the next 60 minutes, you'll get to meet just three of the many thousands of fascinating people who live in New Orleans. And you'll get to hear some live music as well as some recorded music. At the end of the show, you might conclude New Orleans is a great city where people love to talk, have fun, and enjoy great music. But you probably know that already, so let's get right on with doing nothing. But enjoying the next 60 minutes of Happy Hour together, my guests sitting around the table here at the Collins Hotel are Amanda Talley, who is a visual artist who moved to New Orleans in 2000. Amanda works out of her studio, which is also her gallery on Magazine Street in the Lower Garden District. Amanda has exhibited widely in the South, including in Savannah, Baton Rouge, and here in New Orleans at galleries as diverse as the Ogden Museum of Art, Cole Pratt Gallery, and the Oak Wine Bar. Were you looking at me as if some of that's not true, Amanda? Is that, yeah, just, I, is it true? I didn't put that together. So okay. Amanda has been featured in Southern Living Magazine, House Beautiful, and many other publications when she's not painting or updating her popular blog, The Big Easy Life. She likes to make and record prank phone calls. What? And she's brought a collection of them with, <laughs> with her to share with us today. Amanda, that's very generous of you and quite strange. You're welcome. Excellent. Okay. Uh, to my left, Tony Bentley. He's a fabulous young man. He's an actor who has appeared in numerous TV series and movies, including Treme, Elvis... And Faith of My Father's on television, and on the big screen he's been in Cadillac Records with Jeffrey Wright, Bad Lieutenant with Nicolas Cage, I Love You Philip Morris with Jim Carrey, that was a weird movie, and most recently 12 Years a Slave with Brad Pitt. Yes. Did you get to kiss Brad Pitt in that? No, I never saw him. Oh, you didn't? <laughs> no. You may know Tony from his other occupation, which says more about your dissolute life than his. For the last 27 years, Tony has been the announcer at the New Orleans Fairgrounds Racetrack. He also calls major events for the National Steeplechase Association on ESPN and NBC. Tony can be seen also, now this isn't a weird sentence, Tony can be seen also on stage as a tenor in the New Orleans Opera Company. That was the way it bit in the past. Well, you're a renaissance man. I try, uh, you know, you got to be diverse. Apparently. Sitting across <laughs> the table from me is the fabulous A.F. and A.F. Sayer. Ha! Hello. Making his second appearance on Happy Hour, A.F. also known as Amal Abdul Khalik as a soundscape poet. AF's jazzy beats redecorate your brain and transport you to another world where we are all way more sophisticated, hip, introspective and relaxed, as well as awesome dancers. AF is currently touring with New Orleans producer Beautiful Bells, hitting southern cities across Alabama, Mississippi, Florida and Louisiana. And his newest solo record, The Extraordinarily Impressive and Agglomeration of Thoughts, is coming out when? Any day now. Maybe. Talking of music, sitting across the room is the fabulous, talented and always gorgeous Mitchell Foreman. Now, that is absolutely delightful, isn't it? Bravo. Awesome boys, thank you very much. Mitch. Bravo. Thank you. Very nice. Mitch, how are you doing you. today? Very well. Very well. Well, I was expecting you to say something different, but thank God you didn't. Everyone I always is, say the same thing. And here's our new waitress, Laura. Yes. Uh, what happened? Uh, Ka- what happened to Kate? The, Kate, the old waitress, I believe, has disappeared. What happened to her? Did she, she quit because they weren't paying her enough? Weekend, yeah. She quit over the weekend. Yeah. She said she was going to a wedding and they wouldn't give her the day off, so she oh, had to quit. Really? So just be uh, warned. That's the kind of people you're working for here. Well. <laughs> hey, are, aren't they one of your sponsors? Yeah, yeah. We can't aren't say graciously we can't allowing say us to sit. In we can't say too many bad things about them, but you know they never listen to this anyway, Laura. I don't think. So, what do other people say? How did you get the job? Did you have to do anything untoward? I met the guy, the boss, in the lobby, and I said, "Hey," and he said, "Do you have any experience?" Yes. You got the job. That was it. <laughs> wow. What's your experience? What did you do before this? I've worked at a couple of steakhouses. Oh, I've worked at some steakhouses. Some I pl- bartended. Steak? You like steak? 
I'm a vegetarian now, but I like steak. <laughs> I'm from Texas. So how is that, Rabbi? Yuck! No, no, no. What? I, I like how it tastes. You like how? I just, what, um, what made you be a vegetarian working in a steakhouse, I guess, did it? Uh, no, I don't have any good reason. I just am. I literally don't have a good reason for it. Well, like why don't you give up vegetables and eat meat only, then? Uh, <laughs> if you don't have a good reason to quit something. I don't have a death wish. <laughs> oh, so you have a reason, then. To well, quit eating meat because you don't want to die from eating it. Apparently. No, I don't want to eat only meat. Okay, but if you're going to give something up and you have no reason, why not give up something, you know, else? Why meat? Because I figured it just wasn't that healthy. Is it? It was going to take some healthy options or unhealthy options out, like fried stuff usually. Do you? Ta- oh, do you? De- There's no such thing as fried meat, though, is there? Except well, for chicken. Chicken fried. Chicken steak. fried. Is, is chicken meat? Chicken fried. Chicken steak. isn't meat, is it? Yes, it is. Poultry. Is it? Eggs ain't poultry. Comes out of an animal. Yeah, but chicken, is chicken meat, Amanda? Yes, it is. It is. AF, Indeed is it? it is. Only in this dimension. Tony? Is poultry, chicken, yes. Poultry, yes. eggs ain't poultry. Chicken is meat. Okay. Yes. Mitch, is that right? Uh, uh, it's, the other, it's a white meat. It's the other white meat. I suppose it's meat. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't think of chicken as meat, frankly. Really? Why? No. I Just because it's chicken. I mean, meat is like red, isn't it? It's... That's why they call it red meat. Red meat, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Laura, we'll let you go get the drinks. I'm sorry to harass you like that, but welcome to the columns. It's a great place. Yeah. Thank you, Laura. Yeah. Okay, so where was I? Anybody remember? You were just introducing all of us. Oh, do I have to do that again? So, yeah. AF, welcome back. Good to see you again. Well, it's good to so see now, you again. Last oh. time I think I had the same problem. Do I call you Amal or AF, the naysayer? It's whatever you want to call me. Okay. How, I want to call you Helen. <laughs> okay, I took that back. Just call me okay. Amal or AFNA, sir. Okay, either of those. So last time we had this conversation, and I can't remember what it was, unfortunately, otherwise I wouldn't have to have it again, but I remember telling you that naysayer sounds negative, doesn't it, Amanda? A little bit. But it's not, is it? Because you had an explanation. Why is, not, why is the word naysayer not negative? When well, it's I mean, it can be negative. It's, <clears throat> it's more the connotation of the word, at least in my perspective, like, uh, like naysaying as in... Speaking up for yourself, like no matter what the consequences are, you know, kind of like more like punk rebel. Kind of. Uh, okay. Yeah. Like, you remember, like I said, last time the name came from. I wish I could remember. Oh, well, I was trying, you know, just like every teenager and angry, you know, just trying to start a punk band. And uh, we were. Ah, that's how we started. Yeah, so. You had a punk band called the Naysayers. Well, now there's a punk band in Maine called the Naysayers. <laughs> are you, su- are you suing them? No. Aren't you supposed to sue people who take your name? Well, it's, it's AF the naysayer, so I'm okay. If they use the AF. They use the, the AF in the that would be. V or the, then we'll have a problem. Yeah, okay. but I, I'll, I'll have to call it Christian. But you can't, you can't, you don't own the word naysayer then. I thought if someone used a so term. So this is like Dr. John the Night Tripper? Yeah. Same kind of deal? I guess so. Okay. <laughs> That's a good question. Okay. Um, but if someone, if someone called themselves Dr. John and they're a musician, if they call yourself Dr. John and you make like a drink or something, they, he can't sue you. But if you have a band that's called the Naysayers and you've been using that name, I think you can go after them. Yeah. Okay, well, let's do it. Okay, fine. I'm sure we could, <laughs> we could own them and you. If there's a lawyer yeah. out there that wants to handle yeah. this. So the last time you were here, you were the, a guy called Luke St. John. Yes, I am. Yes, I was with him. <laughs> and and we, that was just a... I mean, are you still collaborating? Yeah, we're still doing shows and whatnot. Um, he's doing his solo stuff. 
and I do my solo stuff, but we still do a lot of shows together. I thought he wrote the words and you wrote the music. Yeah, that's how it goes. So how does it go when you're not collaborating with him? There are no words. Yeah. And your stuff. Your stuff or, is or, amazing. Uh, oh, thank you. Or uh, sometimes um, you know, I have some guest artists featured. Right. Yeah. We're going to play a bit of your stuff in a, uh, in a little while. You guys are going to love this. Wait till you hear this. Awesome. It's, it's quite extraordinarily like, amazing how talented you are, actually. Oh, well. Now, look at you. You just look like an ordin- ordinary sort of like homeless weirdo. <laughs> well, because I am a homeless weirdo. Are you homeless? Oh, always. <laughs> how weird are you, really? Uh, it depends who you talk to. Who, who do you compare me to, you know? Yeah. Well, that's true. That's all relative, I suppose. You do look a bit like a homeless weirdo with your members only jacket. Your fingernails jacket. are clean. Is it a, that is a members only uh, jacket. I was little, just joking. A little bit. They're kind of crusty. No, you look nice. No, You've done wonders nice. with that spot under the bridge. Oh, okay. <laughs> I really have to tell you, I love the colors. Well, you're not from here, right, AF? You're from Baton, from uh, Lake Charles. Yeah, Lake Charles. So, how often do you get down to? Did you come here especially to do the show today? Uh, yes, because the tour. You're on the road anyway. Well, yeah, I'm on the road. So you didn't come here especially for the show. Maybe. Well, so far I've had yes, no, maybe. So I could just take my pick. Thank you for coming all the way, especially <laughs> to do that. Oh, for sure, no problem. What are you driving? I don't drive. I told you, I'm homeless. Well, can't you be homeless and live in your car? I guess you wouldn't be homeless. Then. Yeah, that's a, that's a moving vehicle. It's like a, a, a motor home, I guess you would say. That would be a motor <laughs> Where do you live, really? In Lake Charles? Uh, the apartment complex. Are your folks f- in Lake Charles, too? No, no, no. So you've there. moved to Louisiana from California. Yes. What's and the Lake Charles draw? Uh, no. Well, it depends on what kind of music you play, I guess. Well, Amanda's got a good question. Why would you move to Lake Charles? Oh, College. Foosball. Seriously? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got a foosball scholarship? I got a foosball scholarship. I was like, I don't know. Okay, well, that's... So many great foosball players have come out of Lake Charles. I can't think of one of them. But I... I, Ooh. Goal! Tony, what what did you do on uh, 12 Years a Slave? Because it's an awesome... Uh, Well, I play the role. Do you know the story? I know. I read the book. It's Okay, well, there you go. Tell us the the story. Well, whatever. Very quickly. uh, Saratoga Springs, 1840s. A very uh, educated man of color, Solomon Northup, who's a talented violinist, um, is absconded. He's kidnapped, which was done in those days. Importation of slaves had been banned. Absconded is not a word, actually. Um, Absconded with kidnapped. How's that? Mm, I think so. He gets essentially okay. sold into slavery and ends up on the Red River Abscond- in Louisiana. Absconded is not sold into slavery either. Absconded is leaves, which he didn't leave under his own volition. He was kidnapped. Kidnapped, right? And he ends up on the Red River and um, for twelve years. And it's a true story. He manages to get a letter out through uh, the kind graces of a abolitionist leaning Canadian carpenter guy, who's played by Brad Pitt in the movie. And the letter gets back to his people in Saratoga. The governor of New York eventually gets involved, and he is, in fact, freed. Um, They come down, and the local sheriff, uh, you know, they might have enslaved people, but they still followed the law. And the law was he proved who he was, and they came and they took him off. It took um, him 12 years, though. This guy, not only was he an educated guy who who was you know long out of slavery but he was actually a classical violin player yeah and uh, i play the role of mr moon who's a tavern keeper in saratoga springs and i introduce him to the two people that kidnap him but i don't know they're going to do that so so who plays not... the part of the, of the of the slave guy right? uh chuatel Ujifor. he's he did a movie called kinky boots years ago which is terrific uh uh Talented, talented actor. Michael Fassbender is in there. Paul Giamatti, wow. Brad Pitt. 
Um, so it's going to be a she, great movie. Then, I think it's just going to generate a lot of buzz. Right. Yeah. So what, what were your lines? What did you have to say? Uh, Let's do them. I'll be Brad Pitt. Well, he's walking by, <laughs> he's walking by in the park, and I go, call the devil's name. There he is now. Mr. Northup, I have two gentlemen whose acquaintance you should meet, Mr. Uh, Hamilton and Brown. I was just telling these two gentlemen Solomon Northup is an expert player upon the violin, and they should meet him. And it's all down here. Pretty nice. There. Well, whatever. Yeah. Pretty good. I've did, been you have to, <laughs> did you have to audition for that? Absolutely. I mean, the movie business is crazy. This is nothing, it's not like I'm Laurence Olivier, but they might have looked at 20 people for a but silly little thing like that. I just got cast in a movie with Nick Nolte and Guy Pierce. Nick Nolte. Yep, he's yeah. coming to town. Is that a mugshot? What's that? Is that a mugshot? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's the first thing you think of when you think of Nick Nolte. Well, that's After true. all the great, I, I, yeah. I don't Gary, even know who he is. Well, I think Gary Busey, because they can. They kind of look alike. Yeah, they're yeah. kind of yeah. similar. <laughs> but yeah, you certainly do have to audition and. What's Steve, Steve McQueen's the director, the guy that did Hunger and Shame, which were two very interesting movies. He's the oh, director yeah. of what? Of 12 Years a Slave. Of 12 Years a Slave. And what's the new one you just auditioned for? Uh, it's, it's called, it's, I just got cast and it was called Hateful, Deceitful, Faithful. I'm not sure what the and you got the, So you got the part. Congratulations. Yes. Well, who are you playing in that? Uh, well, actually, uh, in, the, in, the, in the credits, it'll say Old Man at Party. Oh, God. <laughs> but that's better than uh, my credit in I Love You, Philip Morris, where I was the racist client. <laughs> well, somebody has to do it. Yeah. Exactly. Someone's got to be. That was one of the worst films of all time, in my opinion. <laughs> the local reviewer loved it and said it was the best romantic uh, comedy of the year. That? Just happened to be two gay guys. I don't have anything against them being both gay, but it was just so fucking stupid, wasn't it? <laughs> I thought it was pretty cute. Did myself. you really? Yeah. Did they you guys see it? They no, loved it no. at Sundance. No. I couldn't understand what was so good about that. Amanda, did you see that thing? There were some real ugly interiors, but the movie was okay. Oh, you were looking at it from uh, the standpoint looking, of yes. how it looked. And well, they lived in Dallas, right? Or was it? Uh, was no, it? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. Just kind of. Right. Then he bought that big ugly house, and well, just got kind of. His clothes well, were ugly, but it was supposed to be ugly. I mean, it's ghost. Yeah, true story. Yeah. You know, it's a true story. Oh, that's right. Based on a true story. Yep. Yep. Really. Yep. But um, but it was fun. <laughs> I, find, I, uh, we, I find that bit hard. Jim Carrey and I we filmed this scene on the Seventeenth Fairway at Audubon, and he was the nicest guy in the world. We did a number of takes. It was just he and I. We went back. So you and didn't make out him. with him or anything? Uh, I didn't. But that guy is just a bundle of energy. It's exhausting just seeing when he hit the set. And I mean, he'd already like apparently he gets up at five and does two hours with the trainer. He hits the set at seven thirty. And uh, wow, me uh, too. Uh, did yeah. he talk to you about his uh, porno career before he was uh, We didn't get into that. He just showed. I didn't me. know anything about that. Okay, I'm all. What's up with that? I don't know. It was just that's I was unaware of Jim that. Carrey. Yeah, with he who? Did, he did a porn a long time ago. Before he was famous. Yeah. Huh? Well, they all did for Christ. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, that's did you? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, I haven't gotten famous yet. When I get famous, I'll do the porn. Sounds and like you're do pretty it famous. Retro. Yeah, it, was yeah. like, it was on hard copy when I was a kid. I just remember that. Like, really? Wait a James Carrey from Living Color. Wow, that's an interesting <laughs> little known fact about Jim Carrey. It's a little known around this table. Was it a good scene? I was too young to probably watch it, so I wouldn't know. Oh. Hey, Amanda, we have. Can we see if I can pull it up right now and then? <laughs> yeah, let's find YouTube it. this. Yeah. Let's see okay, if let's we can take, pull it out. We'll, we'll take a little break here for a minute and we'll try and find that Jim Carrey porno while we. <laughs> I can tell you t- if it have pulls Have a look, up Amanda. Right now, okay, check it out. To... Look at your hands are covered in paint. Yeah. Is that the iPhone 5 there? It is not. That's not big enough. <laughs> are, you selling enough <laughs> are you selling enough paintings to buy the iPhone 5? Um, I am, but I'm happy with my telephone the way it is. You like the 4? 
Well, my friend just bought the the new one, and mm. it didn't work in his house, and his other one did. He can't take calls, and he works from home. So <laughs> wow. that was kind of like, have to it, move, I wasn't I so excited. Thank you, Al. Oh, that doesn't yeah. sound too good. Let's come back and talk about some art in a minute. Look how much, how do you get the paint off your hands? I guess you don't. It's, it's, sometimes it's just there. Yeah. I mean, like, You've got a lot of it on there. Yeah. It's not on I'm your clothes, or you change your clothes. I'm always, you know, doing something. Yeah. Working. That's, that's, that's sort of like, sort of cool looking, though, isn't it? Looks like you've done something. Well, all painters have paint on their hands. Yeah, I guess. It's hard yeah. to It's like mechanics with ink on I mean, uh, just, check the f- <laughs> just check the nails. Check Caravaggio the nails. never had paint, though. It was very unusual. He was very freaky about that. Really? Caravaggio always really? clean. I uh, made how that. do you know that? I just you just made, made that, that up. I okay. Okay. <laughs> now, I, it was on Wikipedia. The week, we're going to come back and look at the porno stuff from Jim Carrey in a moment. But oh, AF, what are we going to listen to? Um, we're going to listen to Immaterial Denouement. It's my little, Immaterial Denouement. It's my little uh, hip-hop jazz to dedicate to Nujibis, one of my favorite producers who passed away a while ago. Let's take a listen to it. That's awesome.
Okay, Amal. Bravo. Beautiful. I love that. Nice Can you stuff. believe when it's you look really at the great. sky that he did that? It's really Isn't great. Isn't that beautiful? It really is. Really oh. impressive. Oh. It's real. It's a real musician. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it really is gorgeous stuff, oh. I must say. And, and is that off an agglomeration of thoughts? Yes, it is. And uh, I actually have a feature on there with uh, this rapper named Mike and I. He's a pretty big name in like, the underground hip-hop community in Los Angeles. He's actually doing a little bit of scatting on it. And in there? Yeah, it's not in this version. This is the instrumental version. Oh, okay. That's going to be released on Reserve Records. That's a label based out of Los Angeles. It's going to be on vinyl and uh, iTunes. Mm. And oh, that'd be cool. Yeah. When, is, when are we able to buy this stuff? Because I tried yeah. to buy it last night, and I couldn't <laughs> find it anywhere. Yeah, all my fans probably hate me because I have like really nothing for sale right now. What kind of a musician doesn't have anything for sale? <laughs> uh, the ones that like to torture people. Mm. What about yourself? How are you living, though? I'm living, uh, well, how, how are you making an income? Licensing. Oh, to commercial. Yeah, like for instance, like this was on, this song was in a Perry Ellis video, but it was like a private video, so I got some money for that, and it's been on like, um, like, like ESPN's website. And How um, do you get hooked up to do things like that? It's got no people, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. It's known people. Who do you know in Lake Charles? Uh, nobody. <laughs> how do you how do you know people if you live in Lake well, Charles and you sit in your room and you make this stuff here? Oh, uh, the power of the internet. Internet's really... Just emails, talking to people, just meeting people, traveling. Yeah. Well, how did you get on the Perry side? Oh, how did you get on ESPN, for example? Uh, Seeing, so you're on ESPN as well, Tony, right? Occasionally with big steeplechases, yeah. 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 You guys might have worked together without knowing it. <laughs> Maybe, that'd be funny, right? <laughs> not really. Steeplechase crowd are a little uh, segmented there. What do you do? You say you call the race when the like they come to the seventeenth and final fence. Grant has the lead on the outside. Cafe Prince. They come to the wire. Cafe Prince up in time to win the Grand National. That's what I do. Wow. How so you've sorry. been you've been doing that, and then you got into acting, like. Yeah. Well, I was at the fairgrounds for twenty-seven years, uh, seventy-four to two thousand one. Okay. And I did theater. Seventy-four and, to two thousand one. Yeah, twenty-seven. Wow. And uh, uh, what happened was I, I had done voiceovers and commercials and theater. But the movie started coming here in 04 with the tax mm-hmm. credits. So I just started auditioning, and there it is. Um, so you're not a trained actor? Mm, well, I took some classes, but no. How, really. did you, how did you train to call races? I, I was a kid growing up in St. Louis, sort of the obnoxious announcer kid when you're playing wiffle ball. Bottom of the eighth, Cardinals trail by two, and on deck for the Pirates, Clemente Stargell. And banks, and they'd better get something going. Well, you know, I was just like always announcing, but I, I would go to the racetrack and think, you know, gee, that's fun. And then I'd be in. How old were you when you went to the racetrack? Like, uh, yeah, I was in high school, so it was like I was like sixteen, seventeen, right. and I'd be in, you know, in the study hall. And I'd go post time in five minutes. People would just say, "What is? What's with him?" Anyway, but long story short, I met the announcer um, in New York, who had worked his way up. He had been in St. Louis, which is my hometown. I met him. He showed me how he memorized the horses. You do Higgs method is you color the program mm. with the colors of the jockey's silks. You do a mental image, and then so you can just look at the colors and know the name of the horse. Tricky thing is then you have to forget all of those and learn all the new ones for the next race. Oh, wow. Every race. Yeah, every race. So, you know, two you're, races either. You're looking through ten. Pyramid, binoculars. binoculars. Yeah. But and the steeplechase mm-hmm. deal is different. Um, I fly to, I'll be in Geneseo, New York this Saturday, the following Saturday, Far Hills, New Jersey. The courses are all different. Yeah. Uh, it's a different set of people. I love it. It's a lot of fun. So that you travel around the country doing this? Yeah. Oh, look at this, you guys. Look who's here. It's Yum. Jay so from Slice. From Slice. Hi- Jay, come That's and awesome. say hello. How's it going? We're good. We're good. How are you doing? How was your vacation? 
It was excellent. Excellent. Okay. Well, you been? We're starving. Thank you. Where did you? <laughs> where did you go? Grand Rapids or some? Weird I was in Grand Rapids. Thank I was at this uh, awesome art prize. It's the biggest. Uh, they, they give away half a million dollars to artists. Did you? Were you up for that, or you just went to it? I just went to it. Uh, my wife's from Grand Rapids, so right. we, we go up there. It's a great time to go see family. Well, cool. Not at Christmas time, so. It wasn't Christmas though. You know that, right? No, not at Christmas. I'm not at Christmas not time. At Christmas. Oh, right. No, it's to too cold in Grand Rapids. Hey, Josh. Uh, Jay, I see you. Why did I say? Why did I say Josh? I don't know. That's not a good at all. It starts with a J. Jay is uh, Jay's from Slice Pizzeria. He's brought over one of their most popular appetizers. Look at the size of this. That's an appetizer. It's called the Nosh Plate. It's a giant dish. It's meant to be shared. So what, you guys want to try sharing it? It looks delicious. Okay, well, do you want me to tell you what it is? It's got artisan salumi, imported mortadella, specialty cheeses, sourced through the St. James Cheese Company on Britannia Street. It's got these guys' homemade olive salad and red onion marmalade and a pile of Jindus' French bread. Come on. Oh, okay. I'm going to drag it over here. Wow. Right. Okay, just in time. Oh, my God. Sorry about that. I need what? We'll put this towards me because that'll be, that'll be the least rude way of doing it. Okay. And here's... This one, uh, the, the little meat there on the left is, uh, or I guess we'll be able to write, is a hogshead cheese from Rio Country. made in New Orleans. Say that into the microphone as I didn't hear that. Uh, so we got a hogshead cheese on there that's made in New Orleans, like Creole Country sausage. Really good. Really good. Wow. That is really nice. Guys, dig in here. And if you want to Yum. eat this yourself, if you listen to the show and uh, you're here in New Orleans, you can go check it out at Slice Pizzeria at 1513 St. Charles Avenue, which is kind of down towards Lee Circle. And there's another one right up by Whole Foods at 5538 Magazine Street. If you're not here in New Orleans and you want to see what this all looks like and check it out for when you do come here, go to the website, which is slicepizzeria.com. We have a link to it on our website as well. Jay, this is awesome. Thank you. All right, so you guys good. enjoy. You're gonna stick around, or are you? We might stick around and have a drink. You have a drink? Why not? It's a bar. After yeah. For right, sakes. Well, okay. Here. Well, come on, come back if you want to. I will. Thank you so much. This is awesome. Yeah. Thanks. Okay, you guys, try this. What are you gonna try first? I just what about some of this wonderful cheese? What cheese is that? That's like a hard right. cheese. Is it? Yes. Yeah, and some this sort. is sort of a brie. Yeah, it looks like brie. Wow, that's a good idea. Amanda's got the brie and the salumi together. That's an awesome idea. I'm going to try that. Oh, my well. God. Mmm. It's good. So delicious. I'm going to try that, too. AF, what are you going to eat? Uh, no, I'm going to pass. What? Are you what, kidding? What's this? Some sort of little pesto or something? How does are you a vegetarian? One... Uh, no, I'm not vegetarian. You're manorexic? We'll try it. <laughs> <laughs> what, uh, what, why wouldn't you want to eat this? It's great. It's free. You don't have to pay for it. Yeah. No. Uh-oh. You can take it back from, I mean, like, I, I was, you know, Amal Abdul Khalik, that's uh, a Muslim name. I'm not Muslim, but, my, you know, my family there. I can turn something down practice. named Hog's Head Cheese. Uh, easily. <laughs> so you're, your family's Muslim? Yes. But you're not? No. But even if you were, what, what couldn't you eat here? I mean, you know, okay, you couldn't eat the meat because it's not, it's not halal, I suppose. But, but what about cheese? That's okay, right? I'm all pass. <laughs> Dude. What's Did wrong you with you? This is more for you guys. What about a piece of have a piece of bread? For um, I'm pretty happy with my with your drinks. My okay. club soda with okay. cranberry nice. splash. Well, what's it? This is the hogshead cheese here. Now, hogshead cheese is actually made from a hog's head, right? No, it's just deli meats. <laughs> it's, it's a, what is it? <laughs> it's just a gelatinous sort of like a pate. No, it tastes great. Yeah, Morgan, how about yourself? Yeah, come on. You're allowed to. Morgan's about to go to the gym. Oh, really? Well, She's leaving us. What is Morgan's relationship to you, Amanda? We haven't even talked to you Morgan at all. Morgan is a new um, assistant to the gallery director and promotional I'm specialist. Ah. You are not. <laughs> I'm Amanda's bitch. <laughs> really? How, is she, how does she treat you? Uh, 
don't ask I guess no, it's not fair. <laughs> Just say great. She treats me really nicely. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Very good. All right. Well, have a good time at the like gym. Yeah, just, just leave, leave on that note. Amanda, how many employees do you have down there at the mm. gallery? Two. Two. A carpenter that Lucky you might have, have lost two. his job today. What did he do wrong? He just he got hit a stomach ache. He ate fried chicken the other night and had a stomach ache and um, couldn't come to work. There was another stomach ache today. He's a full-time carpenter? Well, he is kind of right now. Well, you need a full-time carpenter. I bought a building, and we just have lots of different little Carpentry projects. Needs. I can always come up with something for right. him to do. So, so you're, you're, you're sitting there painting all day, and you do abstract, you're an abstract painter. I am. And what, um, what do you do after you paint them? You hang them in your own gallery, so you don't have to worry about getting an exhibition. And no, all I don't. That sort of stuff. Well, I still, I still exhibit. You keep your exhibition record up, um, right. but... Really, it's, it's kind of nice because you have your own curated show at, at all times. If you're a regular artist, you work in a studio, you don't get to see all of your paintings all together at once and move them around. You kind of, usually most people have them kind of stacked and they go to a gallery. So most artists, nice. most artists don't have their own gallery because they can barely get out of bed in the morning. Well, they're, they're figuring themselves. it out. How did you get to be so organized and smart? Uh, well, I was poor. I was poor for eight years and I couldn't pay for my bills and I had credit card bills so I decided to cut out the middleman and sell directly to the public and I opened a, a, a rent a studio that happened to be a commercial space so I kind of backwards when you worked so, into it but when you're that poor how did you get the money together to get a studio like that um, I sold a painting to my ex-stepfather for $6,000 so I was able to kind of pay up front for three or four months rent how do you, how do you mm. get an ex-stepfather by the way just he and your mom get divorced. Or she has another husband now. So she was married to your dad first, and then she got married to this guy, and then mm-hmm. she got rid of him. Yes. So he's your ex stepfather. I don't think I've ever heard that term. My former stepfather. Hmm. I guess that's the same thing. But anyway, so your former ex stepfather paid you six thousand dollars for a painting. Mm-hmm. What did he do that he's spending all that money on a painting? It doesn't even look like anything, right? It's abstract. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't look like anything. <laughs> I don't know. He's a landscape architect, so. Is it all here? Where are you from originally? Baton Rouge. Really? Mm-hmm. BR. Wow. BR. And so, hey, Tony, where are you where from originally? St. Louis. St. Louis, that's <laughs> right. You said that. Right. And, okay. So when did you move here? In 2000? 2000. Just to, to paint? Yeah. I got out of graduate school and just moved here. I didn't know what to do and got a part-time job and kept that for eight years and then opened the studio. So you spent eight years being poor. with a part- What was your part-time job, actually? I was a personal assistant to an interior designer. Okay. Yeah, it was cool. It sounds like it might have been interesting. You yeah. can see the inside of some interesting houses. Yeah, all sorts of stuff. Yeah. So, what do you? So, this are your paintings? I've seen you can see them on on your website, which we have a link to on our site. But they're mostly um, swirly. I suppose is that a no, good word not. for it? Not at all. No. What would you describe them as? The ones I've seen. Oh. Do you mean to say squirrely or swirly? <laughs> swirly, like swirly. Oh, like a big, like, Excuse me. Expressive, like big expressive. Uh, yeah, kind of I guess they are swirly. Circles. I just don't like that. Um, well, what's a, bit, what's a better word? I'm not an art historian or well, art critic. better say swiggles, you know. Yeah, what's squiggles, a good, what would you describe sweeps. that sort of shape? They're sort of expressive. Yeah, abstract expressionism. Right. It'd be kind of like a form to lay the paint on. So the lines would be first, and then the paint, the background would come in afterward. Do you start off with an idea? Like you're gonna? I mean, they all have names. No, no. You just, just start off. Just stand there and paint. The, and what's going through your mind? 
Not a lot. I mean, I finish everything in the time that I start it, so it's all action painting, so I don't come back in and do anything do you, after that. Do they have names? I'm not being facetious. Yes, oh, they, they come do. afterwards. Sometimes some things I know specifically I'm kind of going in and mad about something or mad makes good painting. But you, then you, you usually angry? have a title based on that. But otherwise, I kind of fill in with the titles after I finish them. What's up, Chris? Just some sort of weird noise again? I don't know what that noise is. I think so it's you, me. Is it? It's one of this something to do with the headphones. So you paint angry? Yeah, guys, it's great. Have you tried this combo, this cheese, and this? And then what's that called? Delicious. That looks like a mortadella or something like that. Isn't That's it? really good. Oh, he's good. I've got the coffee here. Jay, what is this? Mortadella. Is that this? death by what's deli? <laughs> I wish that I could tell you what What's the cheese that What's that meat? Oh, okay. That's the the, the mortadella is the meat, yeah. It's really nice. Um, Try this out. is the, the hog's head. This is mm. uh, a salami. It's a uh, calabrese, I think, from New York. Um, a little bit of a uh, mescaline salad mix. It's delicious. Okay. We need awesome. napkin. I, I have to wipe it on my jeans. Oh. Um, we do a napkin. Oh, from, maybe Laura will bring us some napkins. All right, Jay bought some. Thanks. All right, thanks. Hey, um... What, do you, what makes you angry, man? Oh, all sorts of things. Like what? <laughs> I mean, people mainly. Really? Yeah. Anyone here? No, nobody here. Damn. But yeah, it's a good way to, if you're really mad about something, to get excited and go oh, in the studio. People that and don't like, understand you get something. abstract art, do they make you angry? No. <laughs> no. Okay. She means Asians. <laughs> people, um, what? Who said that? Chris, <laughs> our producer said it. So people, get, people make you mad, and you're, and you're a gallery owner. That's weird. Why is that weird? No, I would think they would be a people. No, person. personal, personal things. Oh, personal stuff like yeah, not any. I mean, neighbors, sometimes boyfriend. people with commissions can be really entity. They, they make me mad. People who are paying you. Mm-hmm. Really? Why? Well, they get really specific about what they want, and then I have a contract. And well, then that's what a after you finish is, it, they can ask for one change to be made. Oh, really? But isn't it a commission when I come to you and I say I'm going to pay you to paint something for yes. me? Then why would you be pissed off that I was demanding? Because really the best painting that they would, the best piece of art that they could get would be something that they just said a few things and then let me do something. When they micromanage the entire process, it takes all of the creativity out of it. Couldn't their four-year-old son do it? Huh? Couldn't their four-year-old son do it? Oh. (laughs) Isn't that what people say? I don't think so. My four-year-old son could do that. If you could bring me some four-year-olds to train, I would be happy to have a little army that's, of people so that's to do funny that. That, that so people see your painting and they think it's so great that why couldn't they just buy one why would they want to commission an abstract I mean I can see why you want to commission something I that mean, would when be you a, work for you know, yourself it's, it's an amount of money that you would get beforehand to begin something Isn't and like if you had plans, if you yeah. had five commissions per month you would know this month I'm going to make X amount of money so they are it, it gives yeah. you an amount of stability I mean, it's good for you I'm under, I understand that but if I'm the customer why would I want to commission a painting why wouldn't I just say Go to your gallery and pick See one what you got. Yeah. Well, I yeah. would prefer that they did that. But what kind of person commissions a painting off you, typically? A lot of people. Um, yeah, but what kind of person is that? All sorts of people. I had one lady uh, write me a poem about what she wanted, and it talks about, I wish I had it to read. It talks about um, how when she was walking along the beach as a teenage girl, someone handed her a shell, a round shell, and 
the shell reminded her of how she had very large breasts as a teenager and yes, felt out nice. of place. Oh, wait, hello. Nice. Oh, wait, I'm awake. <laughs> Sorry. That's a very strange association. Oh, and it went on and on and on. So, and so you... somebody like that, I would think, I'm never going to please her. Like, she's put too much into this right. project. I'm never going to be able to come out with what she's visualized. But she was fine. She took the what, painting. Did you paint no like changes. a giant pair of tits or the... <laughs> Do you have any cell like, over it? It's like, yeah, it you have like swirly. photos yeah. that you worked off swirly. of that are available Circular. online or yeah. anything? <laughs> it was hilarious. I mean, was she, she was happy there. I'll come back and read the letter if y'all want. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Next time, come on with that, with the letter. Okay. Um, so, are you selling stuff every day out of your gallery? Are people coming in all the time? Are they not, t- not a ton of people. I guess where I am in Lower Garden District, it's a little quieter. So, mm. people kind of come specifically and... You know, maybe Did you have a big arts for arts sake? Uh, we had five people in. Five? Five. How I many? think I'm off the beaten path. Oh, Sounds okay. like it. Yeah. Where on magazine? A magazine at Terpsichore. Well, that's hardly Siberia. I mean, well, <laughs> but I guess they're not, you know, it's more like a cluster of oh, stores. Okay, right, right, Are you right. close to anything? Like, like, you know, Juan's Flying Burrito or anything? Pretty close to Juan's. Um, close to that? No, Terpsichore. Yeah. That's where they put the little statue, the park, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that is kind of off the beaten track. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> right. Well, is that on? Ma- it's on Magazine Street. You Magazine. Said? That's right. It's, by a, the, one, it's a one the, way the there. Shade Shop. The International School. The Tontine yeah, Shade Shop. And hey, listen. Let's come back and talk about something really weird in a minute, which is you making prank calls to people. You seem like such a nice person. You even sort of annoyed at me for saying the word swirly. No, but you're prepared to call complete strangers and harass them. Well, not all of them are complete strangers. Revenge. Oh, (laughs) okay. Really? Even more interesting. Okay. Oh, what's happening? All right. Oh, yeah, okay. Let's let's make Mitch Foreman play us a song. What do you think? I would love that. I'm ready. I have a special request from Amal. (laughs) Thank you. What is it? He asked to hear a song by Bill Evans called Waltz for Debbie. Come on. Oh, classic. And I can play play that. Okay, let's do it.
Bill Evans, beautiful. Thank you very much, Mitch. What do you You're think welcome. of the uh, What do you think of the food from Slice Pizzeria today? Yum! I'm loving it. Nice, pretty nice. I don't know what I like best. I like this sort of cheese. I don't know what that cheese is though. Who did anyone tell me what that was originally? This is a hard cheese. No, Jay doesn't even know what it is. Okay. You got to check this out. It's the what's it called? It's called the Nosh plate. So the, you just bring this over for a bunch of people when you're having drinks. Yeah, or some people just eat that for dinner. I would. In fact, I'm going to, I think. Perfect. <laughs> it's good. Okay, so Amanda, here you are at home, pissed off, apparently. Instead of painting, you pick up the phone and call someone and prank call them. Well, I've always made prank calls. Um, it's always been kind of like a fun thing. Just, I'm a prankster. So then about a year and a half ago, I found out that there was an app called Phone Gangster where you could, <laughs> you could make a call from any number to any number. So... That's pretty amazing. I can do that with my phone, actually. <laughs> really? I don't have phone gangster. Yes, I can make a call to any number. No, you can, you can you put about? the number in. So right now I could have the two of y'all calling each other if I had your numbers. Oh, I and see. And it would come up in your contact <laughs> list, or it would come up as a number that I put in that you don't even know and the person. You, and that can could you get hear different, different, different Can you hear the phone call as well? Yes, and you can change oh. your voice from a man wow. to a woman, and you can record the whole thing. So you and you can tweet it, Facebook it, email it, for, all from it's that. It's called Phone Gangster. Yes. What a genius idea. Yes. So, so that was like, when, some, when I heard about that, I was like, wow, this, is, this just is a whole new wow. thing. Yeah. <laughs> and are you smoking a lot of weed at this point? I, I don't know anything about Nothing marijuana. From, no. What no. about drinking a lot of alcohol? I drink on occasion. So, but, but, I yeah, mean, I when can, you're making can, the Phone Gangster calls, I mean, are you plastered or are you stone I don't know. Cold? I mean, I can... At any no, point, you just yeah. feel like you just yeah, like a just, wild. Person. Yeah, just, okay. So you brought some with you to take a take a listen to for us. So which one should we start with? Well, Chris requested that we play um, Sheldon calls Hassan. Sheldon calls Hassan. Well, Chris is our producer; he's in charge yeah. of everything here. So Sheldon calls Hassan. Sheldon calls Hassan. Should it's we like give any backstory to the thing, or just? Um, my friend Haley went out with this guy. We oh. call him okay, uh, Pocky Brit. He's British Pakistani, and I think he hadn't called her back in a while, so she's like, "Prank call, Pocky Brit," and so I called him as just a random guy that his I made na- up. His real name is Hassan. His name is Hassan, and you're calling him. Calling. So this is you prank calling. This is not you. Yes, with the man voice on. But this is not you hooking up to random phone numbers. This is no. you playing the part of Sheldon. Sheldon. Okay, let's take a listen to it. Uh, well, I don't really remember. 
feet, so I guess I'll just see unit when I see. If I see. Oh, dare I did. I mean, I'm, I'm happy to come meet you for a drink. Oh, no! <laughs> and hey, if you throw in the... <laughs> Oh, that's it? Okay, so he, he mean, hangs up on you, Hassan. There's just so, there's so many of them. I mean, it's fun to call someone where there's, you know, the two people know each other, so they pick up the phone assuming that it's that person, so you have a lot of leeway because they just don't think that, you know, it'd be someone else calling them from their friend's number. Yeah, really. So, But, so, but you hijack the number, you mean? So that comes up on caller ID. With that ID. one, I just put in another 504 no, but number. It, it comes up as ca- on caller ID, like on the person you're calling, it comes up. In their contact list. As if you someone put in else's the, phone number. Yeah, you could, I could so put So Amal in. is calling me, say. Yeah. I mean, you're calling me ring, ring, pretending ring, to ring. be Amal. With his number. Oh, that's sick. I and can't. you can text, but I don't text. Mm, that's, don't? that's deadly. Yeah. Right oh, I try my to reveal myself God. sometimes, but. But yeah. if Amal called me and it's not him, it's his, it's his number and it's not his voice. I would presumably know that it's not really him. Well, you probably would assume that it's him. So For if it was a man voice, yeah. you could get pretty far with someone pretending to be him. And have you, do you prank call pe- people who you don't know at all and just Yeah, I mean, sometimes it's better to have the contact-to-contact list, you know, where they're... I'm okay, so let's, confused. Let's, how, do you, how do you keep a straight <laughs> face? Not, I would just, like, die of laughter, like, on, the, like, on these Well, calls. I never can just believe that they're even continuing to talk to me, so that kind of... Okay, I was like, man, I was <laughs> okay, just lost. Okay, let's take time. a listen to another one, then. Um, let me see what else we've got. What in do you here. got, Chris? That's uh, on the list. Well, here. don't they do this? They diss the, uh, like, the Canadian prime minister talked to... No, who, who were these... Cases where, uh, or governor, the the governor of Mil- of Wisconsin talked to somebody. It was a complete fake yeah. thing. Yeah, there's some sort of guys yeah. who do that. What are that's called? Like the jib jab or something. Yeah. Like those guys. I've been punked. Or yeah, whatever. yeah, yeah. Those yeah, guys yeah. are doing that. Like, right. Yeah. <clears throat> and and the, it, well, they're fake interviews, is what they well, are. Well, there's like people. I mean, you know, the Sasha Baron Cohen did that Borat stuff right. where he punks people as you know he's he's right. Borat or whatever. I mean, it's been around for a while, but. What is it, Amanda? You got one? Uh, well, there's one called Sarah Slocum Calls John. Um, I have a friend who owns a store on Magazine Street called Apertique, and he had a lady write a really nasty review on Yelp uh-huh. about them and called them racist and all sorts of fat, and that my friend Jason fat. had a hunt, hump back and like all sorts of she stuff. She called them fat. So fat Yelp racist, racist, people, racist like is one thing about fat, fat racist people in New Orleans. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and a Yelp back. actually hump took back. her her you know review of the store. You want another drink, Amanda? Good, you good? Thank you. Anyone? Yelp Tony. took her review down, but my friend Jason, oh, who did. works with them, you know. said call John, the owner of the store, as Sarah Slocum, who wrote <laughs> the... Sarah Slocum is the person who wrote the bad yes, Yelp she's review. Some designer out of wow California. So do we got that line that up here? It. That's evil. <laughs> That's evil. What's interesting was what does it? Yelp took the bad review down. I will. Here we go. <laughs> this is with the female voice that you can do through the app. So it's kind so of you're it's, talking. It's, you're, yeah, but you're playing the part of Sarah. the voice. Sounds like you're on helium. The voice okay. is really bad. But it's kind of fun. You have a female voice. Oh, oh my god! But he might recognize my voice. Oh, I see. Hi, 
Wow, that's loud. Uh, John? John? Yes? 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 How did you know yes. who this fucking is? This is Sarah Slocum. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> a friend of mine bought a piece of crap, wood weevil infested piece of shit from your racist, bigoted, shithole store the other day. And I said, oh, I know who that fucking asshole is. Right. Sarah Slocum, do you remember me? I don't know who you are. I was that call with a oh. call from her husband David Slocum so who played the part of oh, you did my friend Jason did you. and he already has a man voice and you put on the male voice it's extra deep so Tony you're an actor this yes. is, isn't this just improv acting <laughs> oh, absolutely at its, at its finest yeah <laughs> oh, this is pretty good stuff here I mean we just got so many of them like it, they just keep going have and you going. ever thought of doing improv well, this is my big break right here. Yeah, definitely, because you could you could join up with the these guys called the New Movement. Do you know about these guys? I don't. The New Movement has got a, a theater down on the Marigny at nineteen nineteen Burgundy Street. They started off doing shows in bars and museums and parks and stuff all around the place, and now they have this theater in the Marigny. You can do improv classes there. They have improv and sketch comedy classes. You can check it out at tnmcomedy.com for more oh, information. That's awesome. You can also hear them on our website here. It's neworleans.com. Chris True and Tammy Nelson do a show called True to the Game. I will definitely check that pro- out. produced by our friend over here, Chris Kehoe, who's our technical director. It's an awesome show. That's and so you could cool. go, you could go, you could be a part of like an improv troupe here. You so, never know. Sounds like you yeah. should. Yeah, I think you should check it out. Don't you think, Amal? Yeah, really? Tony, yeah. you're an actor. What would so you think? Go for it. Uh, yeah. It's really uh, impressive stuff. Thank you. It's sick, because uh, it makes me wonder about your mental health. <laughs> Twisty. Yeah. Swiggly. Swirly. Swirly. Swirly and swiggly. just not That's enough not, uh, anymore. Are you, uh, so <laughs> do you find you do this because you, you hate people, which is the same reason you paint? No, I just have, I think it's hilarious. I think it's so funny. Everybody thinks it's funny. I mean, th- I, it's cruel. we talked to John afterward. I mean, yeah. he, he Did thought Did you it was funny. then play it for the victim and they get a big laugh? We, we called him as the husband and then went over to his house. And he was like, y'all, I cannot believe this. You have got to listen to this, this message. Her husband called. He was pacing back <laughs> and forth. So then I went upstairs and called him as drunk Sarah. And then, oh. <laughs> then, then told him that it was me. And he, he and I was there. So I went downstairs and like revealed myself. But it was pretty good. So you don't have an, uh, an under like a foundational hatred of human beings totally. No, no I'm just a prankster. I like pranks. Your, your paintings look, to me, your paintings look happy. They don't look like the genesis of the painting of your paintings is anger at all. No, they're very happy. I, I mean, I'm happy like 
I'm having fun. It's not anything hateful, I don't think. No, but you said you paint when you get mad. At, when you get mad painting. Oh, I a, paint when I'm happy. Fun. I paint when I'm mad. But it is. It's like an energy. So if you're excited or you're angry, it's like extra energy. Right. So you go in there. I'm an action painter. So it's more force so behind you, it. It's you, like six cups of coffee or something. So you start a canvas and finish it at the same time. Do. You don't put it down and come back tomorrow. No. Amal, how do you write? You come back and finish stuff, obviously, because it's so complex what you're doing. Oh well, well thank you. Uh, yeah, sometimes. I actually try to finish it all at once. So you I'll do the same that. thing as Amanda. You try and yeah, start I try and to finish do, a whole yeah, track I try to because like, I want to have the same inspiration. Mm-hmm. You know? okay. I mean, oh, so you come back with a different same. attitude and you know, right. the song takes a totally different feel and mood. Ah, you know? yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. interesting. Okay. Let's take a listen to something, Amal. Okay. What do you think we should listen to here? Oh, inebriated and embarrassed. How perfect. <laughs> Grant, you have a lot of familiarity with that. Don't inebriated you? and embarrassed. Well, <laughs> up, to the word, up to the word embarrassed, I did. When did you commission that work? <laughs> it turned out just how I expected it. I came yeah. up with this idea when I was walking down the beach and I found two shells. <laughs> it reminded me of my. But your breasts are not no, very it was large. My, it was my testicles that it reminded me of. And I thought, oh, there you go. This is going to be when I was inebriated and embarrassed. And this is how Amal and I came up with this. You piece. tied the whole day together. Mm-hmm. That's magnificent. Thank you. <laughs> Let's take, sorry, Amal, that was all made no, up. No, no, like, no, he's looking at me like, what a fucking asshole. No. no I, I'm just kidding about that whole thing. Where did you come up with the idea for this just so we can rectify the. Oh, yeah, it's funny because I don't even drink or I don't smoke. I don't do any of that stuff. Right. I'm pretty, pretty boring. No, that, but, doesn't uh, make you, that does not make you boring. Just oh, wait, you uh, that's, that's not a cocktail. It's no, it's a club soda and it's, uh, there's a splash I of cranberry juice. I heard you ask for less cranberry. Yeah, like, less cranberry. Like, yeah, like, whoa. <laughs> like, like, yeah. I mean, wow. I wonder why you're looking at me crazy when she kept bringing me crowd out the like, Another pint of vodka. I'm just trying to Don't keep up with you now. I'm like, drunk. Yeah, you're real. Yeah. <laughs> I'm real drunk. Right now, let me tell you. Talk about it. Okay, let's take a listen to inebriated and embarrassed. Okay, yeah, for sure. <laughs> I love that one too. I love this whole thing. Oh, okay. Well, I'm, really, you, I'm really impressed with this uh, stuff. 
You doesn't, that did not sound anything like someone who was inebriated and embarrassed. It sounds far oh. too sophisticated and in control to me. Oh, well, it was more like a kind of like a narrative as if I was uh, looking at somebody who was drunk and kind of like, you know, they're having a good time. But then it was kind of like a dark twist to it. Like, so it was this little story I just had in my head about someone being drunk and right. having a good time. And then it started, it went, you know. Do you start writing with the, <laughs> with the do you have a narrative? <laughs> These don't seem to have a narrative. They seem to me more connected. The funny, that's what I thought actually about the title. It's mood music for yeah, sure. Yeah, but that's what I thought was a weird thing about the title of the album. It's called An Agglomeration of Thoughts. Yeah. Where it seems to me to be getting rid of thoughts and replacing it with feelings, in fact. Hmm, I never really thought of it like that. Um, agglomeration of or thoughts. Or felt about it like that. Well, felt, felt like it. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> no, really? Why? No, it's a, t- it's a title track. It's called Agglomeration of Thoughts. Okay. And uh, that's track number seven. I want to say it's track number seven. The album's not called An Agglomeration of Thoughts. It? Well, it is. It's yeah. named after the song and right. the album. But so. it doesn't seem to me to be an agglomeration of thoughts. It well, seems to me to be an agglomeration if you of listen to the action, and emotions. Well, it is. Well, I guess it's both. Think about it. Well, it's thoughts. I'm feeling it's, about it. It's my thoughts and feelings, I guess. So maybe it should be an agglomeration of thoughts and feelings. Mm-hmm. And, and moves. And some other things. And a little bit of et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Also, some more things that I was also thinking, <laughs> feeling about. I've got well, it. Yeah, Tony, what you got? I've it? got it. What is it? Uh, I don't know. I'll see to you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you could call it I've got it, actually. That would be That's nice, it. too. I like that. I mean, the music is so great, though. It really is. Isn't it, Amanda? Do you, do you listen to anything while you're painting? I do. I would listen to that. Yeah, totally. It would relax you, oh, we'll get you cool. over your... I'll maybe maybe I'll, I'll hook you up. Uh, yeah, maybe I'll get something, because you said they're not for sale yet, but... We'll, we'll work something out. Okay, all right, all right. That would get you over your anger towards human beings if you listen to this. It might, know. it might. Might ruin everything, though. Right? <laughs> you know, you never know. It really is great, though. Tony, what do you listen to in the way of music? For the most part, classical so you tell us about, we have to get out of here in a minute, but tell us about being an opera singer. Well, I was with the New Orleans Opera 16 years in the chorus, a couple small tenor parts in other parts of the country, and uh, I loved it. I just loved the music, and to be out there, and that orchestra cranks up, and uh, big works like Wagner, Tannhäuser, mm-hmm. things like that, you just, you're up there on the stage, and sometimes it's so beautiful you almost forget to sing. Uh, but, of course, <laughs> you're paid to sing, so you better do it. But um, I had many great moments on the opera stage here singing. And, and the, the lad, of course, Placido Domingo's coming up. I'll be out of town working next week doing a race up in New York. But uh, the last concert he did here uh, to dedicate the stage, um, I sang in the chorus, and it was, he was the nicest guy in the world. So and you met generous and Placido gracious. Domingo. Oh, you wonderful sang man. on the same stage as him. Yep, it wow. was a great thrill. That's impressive. It was a wonderful night. So you know, there aren't too many people who are on, in the evening singing opera and in the daytime calling a horse race. That would seem to be two distinctly different... Starring in movies. People. Well, it's whatever, you know, you have Renaissance to... Renaissance man. <laughs> yeah. Really? Starring, Definitely. but... Uh, well, yeah, well... I and he's just wearing a Hawaiian shirt. Are you, are you single? Key West. Ooh. Uh, Are you single? <laughs> I am. Single, Aren't never you like married. That's weird, me never too. Affected. Really? You think mm. there could be a love connection? I don't so, know. Wouldn't that be great <laughs> if you guys ended up getting married and you met here at happy hour? Who, right? AF and I? Oh, well, the two of you. Are you <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Well, I, hang on, let's find out before, I did, before I did. this goes any further. Well, you were, we'll indicating, you were indicating. Are you gay? Well, let's Tony? start. Um, I don't know. Um, <laughs> um, how dare you? Amanda, let's okay, start okay, well then, well then I'm going to tell a, you I don't want to go out with you. No, let's start if with If you a, don't know. Would you give me a crank call and we'll go from there? Give me Ooh. your number. Oh, oh yeah, right. <laughs> you'll, you'll never have my number, for sure. Um, 
You would only be so lucky to get a prank. <laughs> I do a lot of different stuff. Oh, oh man, this whole gangster thing though, this gangster app. But does it find numbers, or do you have to know the person? You just have to plug in a number. So if you knew the person's number, you could plug it in, or you could put in a random number, so any area code. I have to have two numbers in my contacts, and I can call somebody as somebody else. In, but they have to both be in my contacts. They don't have to be. I mean, if you wanted the call to be better, then you use two contacts that okay. know each other. But I could put in a number from Beverly Hills and then you'd see it coming in as a, you know, whatever right. three, two, three number. So when are you going out of town next? Honey? Where's your I next? leave Friday. I fly to Rochester, New York. I'll be in the little wonderful college town of Geneseo, New York. What are you doing there? Horse race? Or you want to go, Amanda? Yeah. You want to go with him? Wait till, yeah, wait till next I'm week. I'm not sure if he's not gay. He didn't say. <laughs> he wouldn't say if he is or isn't. <laughs> you know what? I want to be saved. <laughs> Can oh, you do an intervention? Oh, I want to be <laughs> saved. He doesn't, he doesn't seem like he's really attracted to you. Oh, uh, yeah. I I mean, it's all part of the act. It's all part of the act. You're supposed to pay hard to get I can take it. Exactly. I got a feeling this might go somewhere. You know? Yeah. A week from Saturday, Far Hills, New Jersey, actually. That's very exciting. There'll be 50,000 people there. Jackie Kennedy used to fox hunt there. That's the one to go to. What are you doing there? Calling the race. Amanda, this could be great. Let's go. Traveling all Andiamo. around the United States. Andiamo. Allora, va bene. Andiamo a New Jersey. See? But the corsi di cavalli. Le piace le corsi di cavalli. You like the horse races. See? See? Sí. <laughs> I think we're on to something. We have to get out no, of here, no, Laura. No, thank you. You can, pour, you can bring us more drinks, but we do have to go. So, you guys, thank you so much for joining me today on Happy Hour. My Our pleasure. Awesome. What a talk. My special guests have been Amanda Talley, Tony Bentley, and AF the Naysayer Yay. as well. You can find links to all these guys on our website. Our food was provided today by Slice Pizzeria, who have two locations. One on St. Charles Avenue down by Lee's Circle and the other one up on Magazine Street by Holf, the Whole Food Company. Ask for the Nosh Time plate that we had today. It was awesome, except for Amal, who refused to eat anything out of it. But That's right. We have principles. But, but, hey, Take our word for you've it. Got to, you've got to have your principles, exactly. The producers of our show are Melinda Hawes, Graham DuPonte, Trish Kaufman, and Anoush Karun. Our associate producer and technical director is Chris Kehoe. Christian Unruh is our music director. Our web designer and link to the real world is Dr. Cliff Brigden. Our theme is being played right now by Mitch Foreman. He also wrote it. If you'd like to be on our show and you can stay upright for practically, more, say, 60 minutes or so, drop us a line. You can find the address on our website. Our show was recorded live at the Collins Hotel where you can check out our other shows. There are plenty more happy hours to listen to along with Out to Lunch with Peter Raschuti, live from Commander's Palace, Mindset with psychiatrist Dr. Nick Pajic, True to the Game with Chris True and Tammy Nelson, and Win Win, our show about the New Orleans Vietnamese community, with Steve Wynn and Q Wynn that comes from a, another restaurant down by you. Amanda, you have a painting in that restaurant, right? I do. I do. What is it called again? The restaurant? Faux Viet. Faux Viet. The new one yes. on Magazine that's jammed all the time? No, it's the, down on the, it's a 2005 Magazine Street. That yeah, one. It might be jammed. Yeah. It's really a great restaurant, and your painting looks beautiful. Oh, I know where you're It's a you. giant yeah, right. painting. In there. Anyway, you can keep up with us by liking It's New Orleans on Facebook. You can follow us on Twitter, and you can sign up for our mailing list at our website at itsneworleans.com. If you're listening to this show on iTunes, thank you for subscribing. And if you'd like to take a moment to rate and review us, that would be great. It helps other people find us. Happy Hour is a production of iNo Broadcasting for itsneworleans.com. For Mitch Foreman on Piano, I'm Grant Morris. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time on Happy Hour. <laughs>